Hi everybody, welcome to Toro Sports Talks. I'm your host Peter Toro. Today is Sunday, September 15th, and today I'm going to be focusing on WNBA playoffs, WNBA expansion for the national team players ahead of the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, and a possible career for Carly Lloyd and kicking in the NFL. That's all on today's episode for Toro Sports Talks. Thank you. Alrighty, so the WNBA playoffs kicked off on Wednesday this week with the Chicago Sky beating the Phoenix Mercury. The Seattle Storm also beat the Minnesota Lynx on Wednesday night. Now Chicago will go in and face Las Vegas Aces, and the Seattle Storm will go and face Los Angeles Sparks in another single-game elimination, where the winner will face either of the top two seeds, the Washington Mystics, or the Connecticut Sun. It's important to note that only one team in the WNBA had a winning record on the road this season, and that was the Mystics. So it's going to be tough to see Chicago or Seattle come out with a win against Las Vegas and Los Angeles as they've already played an extra game. But if they are able to get this win on the road, it goes to a semifinal series, which is best out of five. So if you're able to get out of the second round after playing single elimination games, you can really start to get comfortable and be able to get games at home. As And if you're able to stand off uh, the other team on the road, I think that Chicago or Seattle have a really good chance of making a, a good run at it. For me, the team to watch going into this WNBA playoffs has been the Chicago Sky. The Chicago Sky really hit fire in the middle of uh, July and really just kept rode that to the end of the regular season. This was mostly behind point guard Courtney Vandersloot, who set the new WNBA single season assist record with 300, which broke her old record at 263 that she set last year. Courtney Vandersloot can have an effect on the game without shooting. She's the most dynamic passer in the game. Just look up her highlights on YouTube. They're outstanding. Uh, her ability to open up lanes for big Steffi Dolson and Cheyenne Parker is huge, and that really allows the offense to be as dynamic as it is. The Chicago Sky had the second-best offense in the entire league behind Courtney Vandersloot's dynamic passing. She makes everyone around her better, as well as her wife and player, uh, Allie Quidley, she was the be- one of the best three-point shooters in the league, shooting 44% from outside the arc. Between her and Courtney Vandersloot, uh, they're a very dangerous combo up top for the Sky, and their entire game is to get you out in transition. They want to play fast. Uh, they want to get the ball out. They want to force the issue and just really drive at you and put you on your heels from the get-go. The X factor for the Chicago Sky is Diamond to Shields. She's a really athletic, fearless uh, player. She likes to drive to the lane. She has great aggressiveness on the court. Um, now, the the problem with the uh, Shields from time to time can be is that she can be a little selfish and reckless with the ball. A lot of the time, if she grabs her own rebound uh, on the defensive end, she's going to just go and take it up the court and drive. Uh, sometimes it won't be the best shot. However, a lot of the time it doesn't matter when Courtney Vandersloot, Allie Quidley, Stuffy Dolson, Cheyenne Parker are doing what they have been able to do. Uh, they get into trouble when they don't shoot the ball as well, and then Diamond Shields can sometimes force the issue a little too much. Um, however, when she's on, and everybody else is rolling for the Chicago Sky. So for, for me, Chicago Sky is the team to watch and the team that can really make some hay in the WNBA playoff season.
The WNBA announces a new plan for players to stay in training ahead of the 2020 campaign for the Olympics in Tokyo. The Women's National Basketball Association has come up with a plan for better pay and better treatment of players with hope to keep the star players like Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird who helped create the plan with the WNBA to keep them in the United States for the full year and throughout the season and to also continue play throughout the year and allow them a new opportunity to stay healthy throughout the remainder of the season and also give fans a chance to see them outside of the WNBA season with their national with their uh, club teams in addition to playing for the national team so there will be uh, new preseason games uh, for schedule for the WNBA players that make the national team and that roster was announced uh, yesterday with uh, players like Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird, Brittany Griner, uh, Enika Gumake, and others on that list. So the USA looks to win its eighth gold medal in a row at the 2020 Olympics. And with this new plan intact, uh, I think it's a great thing considering that Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird helped create the plan. Uh, Diana Taurasi has been very outspoken with the WNBA and her the, the unfair treatment that she's felt just in the sense that she, you know, she's coming back from injury and she was trying to, uh, she felt like she was getting pushed to come back sooner than her body was able to. However, she was the one who was paying for all the treatment of her uh, surgery and uh, trying to get back to health. So this new plan that the WNBA and her and Sue Bird have come up with takes care of a lot of those problems. And it also solves the Brianna Stewart uh, injury with her playing overseas. The goal is to keep players and lock them into the United States and keep eyes on them in the United States and not have to force players overseas to make more money. So these players will be paid, I, I believe, $100,000, and that's essentially what uh, players were playing for overseas. So that kind of solves that problem. So that's great news for the WNBA and for the top-of-the-line players to stay in the United States, keep the talent here, and grow the game on a larger scale and also it's it's great ahead of the 2020 olympics because that's when a lot of people will have eyes on these players anyway so this all works out for the wnba it's great to see them making uh, strides in the right direction um this is something that i think the national women's soccer league needs to kind of try to figure out because as great as it is that uh they're having record attendance and more people are watching the games um all of this is great for right now however just next week, I believe, the United States Women's National Team is going on a victory tour to celebrate them winning the World Cup. So it's the 23-woman uh, roster that will be playing those games. So that's going to be taking those players out again of their club teams. And I, I think it's great. They should celebrate the World Cup. It's great. They need to do it. It's, again, it will get attention. But if the entire point for the National Women's Soccer League is to grow the league and grow the game. They need to figure out a way where they're not solely relying on the United States women's national team players. Um, I think the easy solution is just tell U.S. soccer to not schedule uh, these kinds of tournaments, uh, you know, victory tours during the season of the National Women's Soccer League. You can't have both of these seasons coinciding and then taking out all the stars from that league because then it loses the draw. Uh, the National Women's Soccer League was being played over the time that the World Cup was being played and people weren't going to the games, people weren't watching the games, people want to see the stars on the U.S. Women's National Team 
playing for their clubs, you know. They don't, not everyone can travel and go see the U.S. national team, so you go and see the club team that, it, that plays closer to you. People aren't going to go do that if the star players aren't there. So U.S. soccer and National Women's Soccer League have to come up with a better plan to not keep those schedules coinciding with each other or else people aren't going to watch. So the WNBA, full credit to them for figuring a good plan out and paying the players what they deserve, as well as giving them better treatment and getting more eyes on them ahead of a big uh, Olympic year. Uh, National Women's Soccer League has to figure out a better system and keeping the player, all the players on the field all the time. Um, you know, that, that's the entire point of the WNBA Olympic Committee and doing this new plan that the WNBA has rolled out is that these games will be played in the offseason when the WNBA is not playing to keep these players fresh and not have to have those star players go overseas to stay fit. If, the N if it's that easy, then the NWSL should be able to figure it out, too. So hopefully they can get that squared away. Moving on to Carly Lloyd into the NFL. Apparently NFL teams have expressed interest in the two-time World Cup champion. And with her spot on the national team in question, is that something she would consider? Coming off kicking a 55-yard field goal, Lloyd received a lot of attention. In all reality, it will amount to her continuing to play soccer, but with a new manager yet to be determined for the women's national team, it will be interesting to see if the new manager has plans for the now 38-year-old Carly Lloyd for next year's 2020 Olympics. Um, if the upcoming manager, who in all likelihood will want Lloyd, as she is one of the best players to ever play the game, as a super stub, uh, Lloyd has been on the roster. The question becomes, uh, will Lloyd have sufficient playing time? As of this calendar year, Carly Lloyd is actually the leading scorer for the women's national team with, I believe, 14 goals on the entire uh, calendar year, which is more than any other player on the roster. Um, again, the question becomes, will Lloyd have sufficient playing time? Because if the answer is no, she's expressed that she wants to be a starter, and then that would open the door for a possibility to turn to kicking in the NFL. Um, in all reality, I don't think any of this is going to actually happen because Carly Lloyd has been on absolute fire in the last couple uh, victory tour matches as well as in the NWSL. She's been uh, the number one player for Sky Blue. She is the number one player for Sky Blue FC for her club team. Um, but she's gotten a lot of time to play in these victory tour matches, which are essentially throwaway games. Um, but it still is good to see her playing well with so many injuries happening to Megan Rapino and Alex Morgan up top. It's really opened the door for her to take kind of center stage. And it's really good to see for her because I don't think she was that happy. Uh, even though the women did win the World Cup, I don't think she uh, played as prominent of a role as she would have liked to. Uh, Carly Lloyd wants to be out on the field every single game. So if she isn't on the field, I think it, it, it could open up a chance for her to kick in the NFL. Obviously, I think, again, the bigger picture here is that Carly Lloyd opens the door to kind of have other women kick and play in the NFL, uh, more so than actually having her become a kicker herself. Uh, there's no reason that uh, a woman couldn't kick in the NFL. Kickers rarely... Uh, get hit or hurt um, the biggest thing is can you kick and if you can kick a 55 yard field goal obviously it's different playing in a game versus just setting up a tee and hitting it as hard as you can 
Um, but I don't, I don't see a reason why a, a woman couldn't kick in the NFL. And hopefully, uh, with Carly Lloyd getting this much attention, hopefully somebody at some point uh, in the very near future will get a shot to do that in the NFL. As always, thank you so much for listening to our Sports Talks. I'm your host, Peter Toro.